Galaxy Lights, Coachella, Lightning Bolt Necklaces. 2023 was the year of Scandaval. On March 3rd, one cheating scandal launched a reality TV investigation that generated hundreds of conspiracy theories, thousands of podcast episodes, and millions of dollars in revenue. I'm Jody Walker, host of An American Scandaval. One retrospective story told in three salacious parts. Listen December 26th on the Ringer Reality Feed. This episode is brought to you by Pure Leaf Iced Tea. Go beyond reality with new Pure Leaf Blackberry Iced Tea and discover a berry delicious world bursting with unexpected blackberry flavor. A world so full of refreshing blackberry iced tea that you may never want to leave. But there's always time to linger. Try new Pure Leaf Blackberry Iced Tea. Visit amazon.com slash pureleaf and enter 20 Pure Leaf for 20% off your purchase of new Pure Leaf Blackberry Iced Tea. This episode is brought to you by cars.com. When you add your car to your garage on cars.com, you'll unlock access to real-time insights into how much your car is worth. Plus, view its historical and projected value to decide when to sell. So when the time is right, you can secure an instant offer from a local dealership or sell it yourself on cars.com. Start tracking your car's value with your garage on cars.com. All right, at least I don't do crystal meth in the bathroom all night long. That's my opinion! He will never emotionally fulfill you. Because I don't want to be a part of this. Go to sleep! Go to sleep! Close your legs to married men, trash box. I'll tell you how I'm doing. Not well, bitch. Who gonna check me, boo? Welcome to Morally Corrupt, a show here on the Ringer Reality Feed. Notice the tone in my voice, because it is not just any episode, and every episode of Morally Corrupt is fantastic, if I do say so myself. But there are certain things that happen in the Bravo world where I can't just talk about it by myself. Jody Walker just can't talk about it by herself. Chelsea Stark Jones can't talk about it by herself. It is a time when we all must assemble together as the morally corrupt Avengers to tackle something we've never seen happen before in the Bravo universe. For as long as Bravo has existed, the fact that we continue to be surprised is exactly why we come to you every single Friday to give you new episodes. Um, also, shout out to Jody because she did come up with the MC Avengers. <laughs> I am not going to take credit for that. <laughs> Chelsea Stark-Jones joining me now. Jody Walker, you guys. Rachel, I thought that you were going to say... <laughs> I thought you were going to say we were assembled on a beach in sepia tones, <laughs> absolutely draped in pashmina, wearing sand blowing in our capes. face. Yeah. Looking like a Victorian painting. And we are. And we are. And we are. Um, I wish. Um, I said Salt Lake City reunion. Salt Lake City. I'm so disoriented for a number of reasons. And as you can, this isn't a where were you when you when you watched it, but it's definitely like Obviously, Tuesday was the day from hell for me. And it was nice to, at the end of the day, somehow with everything going on, I said to myself, ah, Salt Lake City finale comes on tonight. And it was the last thing that I did. And it was so nice to separate from the drama in my life and immerse myself in the drama that was happening in Salt Lake City. 
You guys, there's a question that's posed by Heather Gay towards the end of the beginning montage. And she says, how did we all fall for this? And I'm posing that question for you guys because there are a lot of theories running around. Just in general, we'll start big. She says, how did we all fall for this? Do you believe that they had no idea? Do you believe that the producers had no idea? And do you believe they all really did fall for Monica and everything that comes with her? Uh, No, I think they've been pretty, I think they've kept her at arm's length the entire season and they've been skeptical of her, of not wanting to let her in because of her relationship with Jen. Um, I think the timelines, and I, I know we'll get there, don't add up to me. As timelines, far as- <laughs> receipts, proof. Timelines, receipts, proof. Sorry, um, I was triggered. No, it's okay. I understand. Um, with Heather's understanding of her like series of events, and then Meredith saying that the the she saw the security footage before Bermuda. Like, why was she looking at the security footage from years ago before the trip? Like, I I feel like. They knew this a month into production, a month and a half into like they knew it for a while and they were sitting on it and waiting, I guess, for quote unquote confirmation from things. That's at least my my initial thoughts. And and as Devin, producer Devin noted in the chat, there was a cease and desist from Jin Shaw to Monica Fowler, I believe was her one of her other names that she uses. Um, yes, Rachel, she has three names. Monica is her, I think Monica Fowler, Fowler is her m- Maiden name? Mm. It's her maiden name. Or was she a ri- she was ma- she had a first husband and I think yes. that's his name. It was her first married name because remember at some point during the show she gets mad at her mom for, for you, doesn't she calls her Monica Fowler? It seems yes. like which is names are a thing. Names are a thing and they're a big thing for con artists. Yes. So I do think that she I I don't I believe the women had had some base knowledge of it. And I also believe that production had a base knowledge of it. And they chose to see how it would play out, which I am grateful for. I think they were quietly piecing something together, maybe. But I don't think, like, production cast her knowing that she had a burner troll account that attacked it's hard to say attacked Jen when it's just videos of Jen attacking other people but that exposed Jen and maybe attacked the other women or trolled the other women I think my most tinfoil hat theory probably is that production found out about it at some point and the bleeped out name that uh, that we hear from Heather where she's like she's like and so I reached out to so-and-so, and and it gets bleeped, and we don't hear it for some reason. I'm like, that might have been production, or it might have been someone who was in production last season who's not there anymore. Like, I think that production could have found out, but I I don't think they knew from the beginning. And, like, I feel like from reporting the Scandival pod, I do trust that production sort of exposes things when they know, but that they follow the lead of the characters. And so, like, I think Heather was finding stuff out before Bermuda, and Meredith was finding stuff out before Bermuda, but they were piecing it together. Like, I don't think they were like, mm, you know where it will be a dramatic place to reveal this? The Windy Windy Beach. I think it was just like, <laughs> they finally had enough evidence to, like, expose it. And then, I mean, you know, 
Heather is an established New York Times bestselling writer now, and that really showed on the page. Yeah, it really did. I, I don't know. Chelsea, I think it's hard for me to believe that these women are that great of actors. <laughs> well, we sure as shit know Whitney didn't know because she is <laughs> and Lisa too. I Lisa, think Lisa's reaction was priceless. Like, Lisa priceless. is who you want on a beach with you when you had dramatic information to reveal. She <laughs> is yes anding at every turn. She's like, okay, okay. Oh, oh, Heather, you're gonna cry. You're gonna know <laughs> Heather, don't cry. cry or I'll cry. Like it's just like she is. Is it in this same episode that Whitney confronts? Yeah, Whitney confronts Lisa about calling her dramatic. Oh and I get it because Lisa is the most dramatic person I've ever met. I love it. Lisa is just the most dramatic person that exists. And I felt happy for Heather that when she was like, I'm gonna confront her at dinner. Do you guys have me? Are you do you guys have my back? They were like, we don't just have your back. Like, Meredith is flailing in the wind like one of those things you put in front of like a car sales lot. Like, Lisa is just absent. And then, and then Whitney, you know, God bless her. She's trying to keep up, but she is at least just kind of putting her arms around everyone. She's like, I don't know what the fuck is going on, but yeah, I'm in it. I, it's, well, I say they're not good actors, but you know, we kept jumping around in this this episode, you know, an hour later, uh, these many hours, this many hours before. So and when you're watching it as the show is airing, you see them arrive to the restaurant or to that dinner and they all seemed perfectly fine. So yeah. I was it's a great point, Rachel, when they said, boom, like rewounded. And they're like here a, a few hours later and they met on the beach then. I would have never known. The only person I feel like maybe knew more was Heather from what she says. But the way these women, I do believe these women let Monica in. I mean, she's sleeping in the bed with with Whitney at the top of this episode. Um, Meredith opened up to her enough where they were having conversations, whether they believed it or not, about Angie being in the Greek mafia. Then Angie's like non-existent in this episode. And then... <laughs> Uh, Except like for she when she picks up a planner. She when she nearly <laughs> throws a plan. The and then they don't call her to the beach. There are like a bunch of incredible memes of like Angie K looking through window blinds being like, what's going on down there? <laughs> That's honestly all I was thinking as they were on the beach. I was like, where are Monica and Angie? Like, what were they thinking watching? that? Like, they had to have seen them on the beach. Like, and because Monica also looked very skeptical at the dinner. She looked like she knew something was about to go down. So I feel like Monica saw them and it was like, it's my time. It is yeah, nighttime. Monica's literally been stalking them for like four calendar <laughs> years. So this, yeah, she knew to be looking. She didn't even have to drive to anyone's house this time. You're right. She did look skeptical like throughout the dinner. And I think it's a great point, Rachel, that they were acting at the beginning of the dinner. But I think they were getting to draw on this sort of natural giddiness they had that they were about to expose her. So it was just like, yeah, we're happy because like this. Is, and like, I, I think they were really giddy to expose her. But I would like to push back on the idea that Angie was non-existent in this episode because she may have given me my biggest laugh of the episode. There's just one still shot of her after 
after Heather exposes the the reality of Antis information, sh- you've never seen someone look more clueless in their <laughs> life. Like her <laughs> giant lips are pursed. She is just like her eyes are shocked. It's like she knows she's supposed to be shocked, but she can't figure. Like I just I love that one person didn't know because it's exactly how I felt finding out. It's like <laughs> when she said, "You are reality Vontis." I had no idea what that meant, but Safe. I knew it was a big deal. <laughs> It was something. It was something. Because we had also heard rumors about what this could be. And we knew that it was going to come up that she had these multiple identities and she was using them to fraud, um, commit fraud at Heather's place of businesses. But I I mean, I just didn't know it was going to go this deep. I had no idea. And I what I also the reason I go back to Heather knowing stuff before, and obviously she did from what she said, she had to have practiced those monologues in the mirror. <laughs> oh, yeah. I oh, know yeah. she's good with her words, but the dramatics, the pauses, the buildup to what she was going to announce, even the women were like, just spit it out. Just do it. My personal like, belief is that she spoke to her therapist in between finding out all of the information and delivering that final that final monologue where she's like, and I thought it all started to feel familiar. Like she's really trying hard to draw these emotional parallels between <laughs> that they have been like, they were ride or die for Jen and and they were lied to and they were asked to lie and they're not going to do it again. But she she kind of gets some of it mixed up and it kind of just sounds like she's saying like, we are friends so funny. and we lie, but you can't lie. <laughs> she gave me um, Caroline Manzo flashbacks mm. at first because when she got up and said, let me tell you something <laughs> about this, about this family. family, I was like, oh, Caroline is reincarnated and had a gay. I was so excited. Um, so let's get into, it's hard to like even, and, and, and guys, you have to bear with me. Like Chelsea and Jody, you're, you definitely have to take the reins. There's so much that I feel like I've missed. Um, as much as I would have loved to watch this multiple times, I only watched it twice. Only. <laughs> <laughs> I surely thought you would say once. Very impressive, I only, I only had time to watch it twice. But there's so much going on. And there's really, there's no need to talk about anything else that happens in this episode except the beach, the dinner at the beach, the women gathering at the beach. What I get, I mean, obviously the scene, actually, let me back up. The scene where we finally see what we've been teased with this entire season and before. Heather getting the phone call. It couldn't have happened more perfect. I am actually thrilled. As I was watching it, I was like, I'm so glad she kicked them out of the room. Think of how less dramatic it would have been if we heard the conversation with the camera there. We needed her to swat the camera out of the way, close the door and say, not now. Because then it gave us that buildup to the women gathering on the beach. Like, it was like an, it felt like watching American Horror Story. It was like Coven or something. You know, it was like the way they came, the wind blowing, the long dresses. It just was very, the the craft. Yes, it was, it was very, was I, was, I was like, is she talking about the craft? Yeah, it was very the craft. I mean, the the tone that they put over the beach scene, I'm calling it sepia because that's my go-to, but I don't know what it was. 
And yeah. uh, after a while, I was it was like it was like when your iPhone tries to use those filters and they all look terrible. It like <laughs> it was like cool tones. It was like vivid cool tones. And I was like, this is making everyone look terrible. Like everyone, it looked dramatic, <laughs> but everyone looked kind of rough, except Meredith Marks. Vivid cool tones are Meredith Marks tones. She someone made her look like the cover of Les Miserables. <laughs> with the flowing and it's like it's so perfect like she was all cast in like reds and blues she just I truly think I'm gonna get a print of that still where her mouth is agape and her head is thrown back and she just can't believe it why won't people stop hurting us Vanderpump Rules got its rightful Emmy nomination for um the ep- episode 12 where they did all the rewinding and flashing forward this this episode with the way that they roll this information out to us, like Rachel's talking about, like the way that Heather gets the call, won't even let production in on it, which is like another thing to me that like Heather really is is kind of leading the front on getting this information, not production. Then we skip forward to the Bermuda Triangle dinner. Then they rewind to earlier. You know that there are four hours between Heather finding out and telling the women. We watch her tell them on the beach. They all say they'll support her. And then we go back to the dinner where it's finally exposed that she is Reality Von Tease, whoever the hell that is. It's just incredible. It, it I really can't wait is. to see what you're going to call this podcast when you <laughs> recap it. I mean, this season. Like Salt Lake Sin. Oh. Like, I just, I don't know. I just can't think Bleep of Bleep it out, you, Devin. So, it's mine. I said it first. <laughs> <laughs> I think what also made this so epic and enjoyable is not just Heather's theatrics of not letting production in and stuff, but it was, we saw this at the beginning of the season. We saw this in the trailer, but we had absolutely no idea what was going to happen. We had no leaks whatsoever, even throughout the season. Even at, like, we knew that something, it was against Monica because at BravoCon, like, none of the women wanted to be around her. But, like, at at the very least, we thought it had to do with that Beauty Lab lawsuit. So it was a complete bomb in my mind, which only amplified everything else that was going on. Because I was, it did not expect it whatsoever. I mean, we, like, it, it cannot be understated that we went into this episode thinking that, like, Monica owed a few thousand dollars in fillers to Heather. And we were like, this is gonna be crazy. (laughs) Like, we were ready. You know, that is literally what we thought it was. And I actually don't know if in the end that, like, the actual information that Monica ran a troll account for a little while is that much crazier than owing a thousand dollars in fillers. But the way that it was rolled out And the way that Monica has been exposed and the way she's leaned into being like a cartoonish villain has all made this what it is. And then, like you pointed out, Chelsea, like I I also think it's worth noting that like this doesn't happen on Beverly Hills because they can't keep their mouths shut. This doesn't happen on almost any other franchise. Like maybe this is what Heather's saying when she's like, you need to understand something with family here. (laughs) It's like they banded together and they said, we're not saying shit. And we're about to have like, we're going to have our Scandaval moment. Like we're going to have the best finale. And it is Scandaval-esque in the way that it, I mean, it's it's almost the complete inverse of like, that we knew nothing going into this. We hadn't been putting it together, but it recolors like what we saw at BravoCon. It's like, oh yeah, no wonder they had a panel. Cause like, we got to wait for this finale. It's 
it's completely brand new information. Yeah, yeah, they didn't have a panel, right? They didn't have a panel. No, and that and I was just thinking that I'm like, no wonder they made it say they were saying we didn't have a panel because we haven't filmed the reunion yet. But it's like, no, that's not why. There's no way knowing what went down that these women can all be on stage and you can't talk about it because up until this point, these women have really have let Monica infiltrate their life. Monica has strategically told Whitney, Lisa was talking about you. Meredith, Angie, Meredith was talking about you. Angie, this person was talking about your husband. Like she each, she buddied up with Lisa, every single person. And then she would get mad when they would be like, how are Meredith and Lisa friends again after this? She was trying to break them apart and put herself in the middle and be this queen bee, which is something only apparently Von Teese would do. What's the Or Jen Shaw before her. <laughs> or Jen Shaw. Jen Shaw, AKA, what is it? Madam Von Teese. What is the name? Reality, reality von tease. Von <laughs> and it's reality. yeah, it's tease, but T E A is the T, like von uh-huh. T, but and S E is in parentheses. Guys, I cannot. Yeah. <laughs> All right, and at some point it was reality von tease too. So I was like, did they have to no. restart this shit? <laughs> There's so much I've missed, and like, <laughs> damn everything that's happening because I've missed out on so much that I'm eager for you. I'm going to be like the, lo- the the morally corruptors listening to this that are eager for you to tell me everything that's been playing out off camera. But before we do that and we get into all the social media mess of it, I can so- one of you help with this timeline. We know that Heather gets this call from somebody and we know that she's got the receipts, the proof, the timelines and the screenshots. She explains it. But for some reason, I feel like it's just not registering to me. How are you able to understand the through line of it all? Who? Because she kept checking it, right? Like she was getting it. I know Tanisha. We got to hear from Tanisha. Tanisha better show up. Oh, Tanisha's been showing. She's been talking, girl. Tanisha's. She's been on Instagram I, and it, live. And it is at She's this been point talking. that I pass the mic. It is at this been point. Blabbing no, no, no. What's no, your question? What's your question? No. I, I will just explain in the timeline. But now I'm like, Rachel, shut up. I, I need to know what is happening. <laughs> well, it does start the way it, it basically starts where we thought it would end, which is amazing. So like there's the iconic line from Heather where she's like, it all started when I went to Beauty Lab to get a gift card for Monica. So she says that happened shortly before the Bermuda trip. You know what? I bet that happened shortly before that little sit down they have where like Monica said she wasn't going to go to Bermuda because you're right. Something happened. And then they have a sit down, Heather and Monica. And Heather's very like stern. She's like... She was very mean to, to Monica in that sit down, um, which was strange to me because I thought... Heather owed Monica an apology in that situation. Yeah, it was weird. And yeah, Monica's really towed the line really successfully for most of the season where like she's fought constantly with Lisa, but like basically otherwise she's she's kept her hands clean. Like you were, you know, she's done a lot of masterminding, but something was off about that time. And I bet that Heather was going to get Monica a gift card as some part of them doing this together, like that they were allegedly hosting this trip together. That was like a birthday gift. 
or as a birthday gift. Yeah, like to, to yeah to take on the trip to give her in some way. That's when she discovers the three Monica accounts with the same birthday, and immediately I was like, uh oh, can places see that kind of thing? Because like. I got a lot of Rent the Runway accounts going, you know, like I got a lot of, <laughs> like, I got to start switching on my birthday, I guess. And so I think that's when she starts collecting information. She says she knows that Tanisha and Monica were best friends and had a bit of a falling out. So she immediately messages Tanisha. And Tanisha, it sounds like spills immediately. But so mm-hmm. I think what was unclear, though, for me was... Did she contact Tanisha on the trip or did she contact Tanisha before the trip? Because it sounded like she... It sounded like before. uh, Did it? Because it felt like after Monica made that like joke about starting a fake, running a fake account is when Heather was like, oh, so then I messaged Tanisha. But also all the stuff with Meredith. It's like when all the DMs start flying and they're like, sorry, like she got a DM an hour before dinner and it's like a lot yeah. of the stuff around Meredith what was going and the on Greek in mafia. Bermuda. Yeah. So it felt like, yeah, it felt it's like not totally she, clear. I don't think exactly yeah. when she talks to Tanisha, but we're, I think we're supposed to assume it's on the trip. And Tanisha sings like a bird. Um, what did Heather say? She had a moment of consciousness, a, conscious, or uh, a, a crisis of conscience. Con- yeah. Okay. Um, and, so yes, and so then Tanisha, and then I don't. I wonder who this like secret agent person is that Heather said yeah. all the information is to verify it. To me, um, it sounded like she used like as opposed to saying like. So I reached out to Chelsea. It sounded like she started with an article as though she was saying like. And so I reached out to the FBI. Like it sounded like <laughs> two words <laughs> starting with an article, and I was like, "What is she?" So I reached out to my friend at the FBI. <laughs> she <laughs> probably like, did. Um, yeah. And so, and and I think she, it's also my understanding, she found this information out after their shopping trip. Did you guys get that too? Or did yes. you feel like it was, yes. yeah, it was after Oh no, my trip. understanding but, was that she found out before the shopping trip. So she was like, you know what? I'm going to recoup 750 of these stolen dollars <laughs> right now. Buy me this perfume. <laughs> well, no, and then Monica said weird. that Angie paid her back immediately and Heather never did. Monica is oh. a notorious and known liar, so who knows? But that's she what said Monica that said. off. She said that after the episode. Yeah, she did. In a, I believe in a lengthy Instagram live with yeah. dun, 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 Dana from last season. <laughs> so who? I don't Dana. Dana. Dana was she was the one that was coming after Jen last season, but they kind of cut cut her out a little bit. Yeah, I like she has long dark hair with like the gray streaks. Yeah, yes, yeah, I like Dana. I like Dana. So, oh yes, because I always would say Dana. Mm -hmm. Yeah, that's probably why I had no idea who you were talking about. I'm sorry, (laughs) I used the wrong right pronunciation. (laughs) Um, I think Heather was already suspicious and had the wheels in motion, but she had not received the call yet, the dramatic call, because there is hesitation on her part to get Monica to use Monica's card. That's why Monica's like, hey, guys, like you can use me. And at first you might think, oh, they just think, you know, they don't want to burden Monica because they know that she's not in the same financial situation. And then in hindsight, it's like, no, I feel like Heather didn't want to be tethered to Monica in any kind of way because she already knew what was happening. 
I think the opposite, which is that Heather was like, you owe me $6,000 and we're going to start chipping away at it right now. (laughs) I know, but that whole scene was hilarious. I love the cutaways of them like looking over when her card didn't go through. You know, we can question all we want if producers knew what and when they knew, but they can't plan her card declining. And like, (laughs) it did. Because then she goes, were y'all watching? Then she goes on and does some little tippity taps around on her phone. She's like, enabling international banking. And then she uses a different credit card the second time. She She does? She a different card. Yes. I was like, it's starts green and ends white. Yeah. No. Yeah. So she's like, yeah, girl, insufficient funds. No, because didn't she say like, oh, I got to let them know. Like, I'm in. Yeah, she she texted her bank and was like, hey, can you let me pay for this? Yeah, no, oh, it was a different card was, for my sure. Gosh. Fake, I, the only I'm person glad you noticed this- that, Jody, because that's no one else pointed that out, and I was nobody. Like, I feel like it was a different card. I and think how much I, was it was the all total? feeling a little too relatable to me. It was how like much was seven hundred? It was seven fifty. Yeah, yeah. Monica needed this show. Okay, this goes back to I said before that I didn't think Monica was coming back and getting a second season. I said this. There's no way that she could. But before we 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 get that out, let's talk about Monica's response. So Heather comes at her screaming, I have this, 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 and this. They play that stupid little doll game, which I was already upset about, that obviously, Heather, you planned this. Why was Monica's doll not in your bowl? Yeah. That made me Incredible so question, Rachel. <laughs> but like, I was like, why are we having to do this like very obvious shift from Meredith to Monica? The other women finally start prompting Heather. Lisa goes... Okay, so Heather, <laughs> she's like, we're not gonna, we're not gonna solve this tonight. Uh, can we move on? <laughs> yeah, this could have been so easy. It's like you can tell they rehearsed it when Whitney was like, "I'll go first. It's like something that you have. What was it? A mystery about someone? It's, yeah, yeah, like have a been lingering able to think of it that mystery. Quickly. It yeah, was. So it it is Whitney's so like, funny how Heather like literally arranged a murder mystery dinner. It was like someone's been murdered. And we're good, and only I know who it is, and we're gonna find out. Like that, I'm like, did the producers give her this, or is she this good and a little bit bad at production? She's a New York Times bestseller. You're this right. Is, this has right. Heather Gay written all over it. I think that she planned this all out, and I thank her for it. I really do. But the only mishap was that you're the doll in your bowl should have been Monica. It was it was perfect. I don't know why you put Meredith in your bowl. I think that's where clunky. she just took it one step too far. She was like, I'm going to throw her off the scent. And it's like, she's not on the scent. Or if she is, it doesn't matter. She's reality von Tees. What Let's did you think of there. her um, reaction? Monica's? Mm. Monica's reaction. Because she was like looking at her like, what, bitch? Like that was literally her expression the entire time until she was like, okay. I, you guys, I go ahead, what's please. What's up, Chels? I think I might have a take that you don't agree with. Oh. <laughs> Let's hear it. Chelsea, you are famous for this, by the way. <laughs> I think I'm Team Monica. And let me tell you why. Rachel's eyes Dev- have gone Devin, Devin, cut her mic. Devin, Devin cut, cut her mic. Cut the mic. <laughs> you better have your way DSL. out of this. You better... You better. Okay. You're that Avenger who shoots the bow and arrows. You are not... <laughs> Um, Hawkeye, you're Hawkeye. Van would be so proud of us right now, Rachel. Um, okay, so <laughs> I think so. 
I think that she handled this entire situation like a G. I think if you're a first-time housewife and you have all these crazy women coming after you, she doesn't break down, she doesn't cower, she doesn't cry, she doesn't run off. She stands up for herself and she says, at first she didn't accept it. You're doing gave, her hands right now, Chelsea. You're doing I, you your guys, hands like her. I, this is I, troubling. I'm, I'm feeling it. And so I, I think she handled it really well. The thing that I think... I wish the women would have given her a chance to explain it a little bit more because they were so angry and so charged that I do genuinely think that she was a part of this group um, of Gossip Girl SLC gang or whatever. But I I do believe her when she says my main objective was taking Jen down. And everything that Tanisha has posted in the aftermath and that um, Monica has posted in the aftermath is solely Monica talking about Jen and none of the other women. So I don't know who was slandering the other woman in this, but like I do believe Monica's point and goal was to take Jen down. And the Koa guy, the designer that she filmed Jen yelling at, I think was also like on of that same objective with her. And I think that's one of the names that they bleeped out when she was saying who else was involved in the account. Um, and I also just find it a little bit rich that Heather last season was so willing to come and comfort and forgive Angie H when her husband created a burner account that went after Jen Shaw. But she is so charged and not understanding of Monica, who went after Jen Shaw. So I just don't think that the punishment and the the vitriol fits the crime quite for my girl, Monica. I'm sorry. Actually, no, I'm not sorry. I love her. I want her to come back. I already saw that Whitney Wild Rose follows her. And I think Mary and what? I think Meredith followed her back as well. She said so, she's been communicating with Meredith, with Mary constantly. She sends her Bible verses and inspirational quotes. She said she'd save uh, Whitney from a fire or, or something. <laughs> okay, or something. Chelsea. Two things can be true. I completely agree with you. Every, everything you said, I completely agree. Monica handles herself crazy impressively. She is calm for the most part, unless she's like just age-shaming Lisa she's, as usual. And saying that she has Donald Trump hands, yes. And, which, you know, pretty slick burn, but she had it, she had it fired up. Yeah, she um, she, she's totally calm. I think that's correct that this account was started to take down Jen, who well and deserved to be taken down. And she says to Lisa at one point, she, w- Lisa makes terrible points throughout the evening, just like a real, a real non, this is not the kind of time that she shines. She shines on the beach. She's like, so what are you going to start <laughs> filming me and putting it online? And she's like, don't abuse your employees and you'll be just fine. It's a great point. It's an incredible point. And I think like you said, Chelsea, like, if she'd been given a little more chance to speak, she would have made a few more strong points in her own favor. However, all of this behavior combined, staying calm in the face of all of these women, coming up with the right lines, when she finally confesses and says, it's not entirely true. And they say, well, how much is true? What's your involvement? She pauses. She looks to the left, look up signs of lying. Um, And it all just comes down to like, this is a 
skilled and practiced liar. She yeah, she's is crazy. A liar. <laughs> I'm and not so, going like, to deny she's crazy. She's crazy, yeah, but I yeah. love her crazy. And yeah. you guys, I loved her all season. <laughs> and and the thing is, the thing is, there's actually it was a shocking reveal. But like, who's surprised that Monica ran a troll account for this franchise before she came on? It's like, yeah, we honestly should have guessed that. We were not on our shit. I guess like that's. It's like the most obvious thing ever, kind of, you know? I mean, we knew she was a fan. Well, this is what I will say. We knew she was a fan, which I have argued that might be the demise of this franchise is that, is that, and not Salt Lake City, Housewives in general. The show has become so popular. It's hard to find someone who doesn't watch the show, isn't aware of bigger storylines, and isn't a fan. But she's not a fan. She's a fanatic. Like, we have to use the full word with mm-hmm. Monica because mm-hmm. I We're believe fans. the Jen Shaw I believe yes yes I believe the Jen Shaw of it all that she started it for her but I'm sorry I do believe that she uh, like dabbled messing with the other housewives as well and I feel like it's different to your Angie H point because it was Angie H's husband and Heather forgave her it was the husband though that was doing it this is actually Monica doing it and that's coupled with what she was doing with Heather. It's how she was lying about Meredith. Like, she obviously was the one behind those DMs. She was twisting the things that she was saying. Like, it, and this is why I say I want her, her to come back because she's unhinged. But she can't come back because her lies catch up with her at the end of the day. Even if this dramatic scene didn't happen. At the reunion, you would have seen how she was moving with the women and being strategic and manipulating things and lying. And it was just such a huge problem that it was. Are you okay, Chelsea? I can't tell if there's an earthquake or if there's something going on. (laughs) But I think I'm okay. Sorry. Okay. Chelsea looked to her left and then her right. It's Monica. I thought you were getting. I thought Monica was banging down your door. I saw the walls moving. I was like, what's going on? You looked left and right. And I was like, okay, if she looks one more time, I'm going to do a wellness check. Something's not okay. See? And that's the Monica effect. We're talking about her too much. It has literally caused an earthquake there. And I like, no, I do think she handles herself well, but I also think she was always ready to be confronted. She always knew eventually it's going to catch up with me. They're going to, because I think she even says it like, she's so like, yeah, well, Tanisha, it's like, what took you so long, bitches? I've been been here, been reality monsies, teasing it up. You know what I mean? So I just, and yeah, there's, I think she probably did get off on that too of like, what is it? Hiding in plain sight, like knowing this big secret and just moving amongst these women and them not realizing it. Like, yeah, she probably did get off on it. And, and I'm not, I'm not mad at her for it. And she, and she did know that she was going to get caught. I think she said it in her confessional. Like I knew this was going to come out at some point she's or like, another. Gossip girl can't stay gossip girl gossip forever. Girl. That's yeah. what she said. Like, I love the millennial I, reference. Like, I know. I guess, I'm sorry. I, I can't, she's like, one of I can't us. not like her. I can't. And I'm not asking you to not like her. But I'm asking you to be careful because again, <laughs> it's like it's because she's in your house and she's in your closet and she's, she's shaking my balls. She's shaking your walls. <laughs> like again, two things can be true. One is that Monica maybe really didn't provably do anything that terrible. She ran this troll account, and I would like to point out 
I didn't see a lot of hard facts or evidence or incidents within the finale itself or within screenshots that she said anything about these other women. Like, we see a lot of stuff about Jen. We see references to things that Jen said about Heather, like calling her Shrek, etc. I don't think she was like incredibly, or I don't think the account was like incredibly kind to Heather, but it didn't really seem like it was digging up secrets on the other women. I think a lot of what Heather was going off of was stuff that Tanisha had sent her, which we has now come out all over social media, which are these like deeply insane like audio clips and videos. Okay, let's going- get to it. Let's get to it. I mean, because I, I don't know that, but I will say this. She might not have been the one doing the stuff on social in depth like the other people, but she, what she did to Heather with lying and then also with Meredith Oh, I've never been to yours. Oh my God, the store's so nice. I've never oh my been God, here. We haven't even it's, talked about Meredith. That's worse. That, I, I, that to me. Did, that's the I other. Did, that's the gasp. other true I did, thing. I did gas. Exposes the, how duplicitous she is. Like, yeah, I, I did gas. The blonde hair, the face mask <laughs> falling off yes. of her, like on her, like nose fully exposed. Like, Y'all, I was like, oh, that is the that's thing good. about the finale. Hands down, Heather's best monologue is when she's like, "You infiltrated this friend group." You sh- you sought out Jin Shaw on social media. You worked for her as a blonde named Monica Fowler. And then you got caught in security footage at Meredith's store when bleep stole her clutch. And that is an instance of like four different seasons worth of content. Like this is a culmination of things we've been collecting. The clutch getting stolen at Meredith's store. Lisa says at the beginning of this season, when I met Monica, she was a blonde. She didn't look anything like this. It all piles up into this reveal. So it's not, it is both out of the blue and shocking. And also it's receipts, proof, screenshots, evidence to compile that this woman (laughs) is a fraud. It's just like, you actually couldn't have scripted it better. And that's when reality TV is at its best, when you could not have scripted it better. This episode is brought to you by Pure Leaf Iced Tea. Go beyond reality with new Pure Leaf Blackberry Iced Tea and discover a berry delicious world bursting with unexpected blackberry flavor. A world so full of refreshing blackberry iced tea that you may never want to leave. But there's always time to linger. Try new Pure Leaf Blackberry Iced Tea. Visit amazon.com slash pureleaf and enter 20 Pure Leaf for 20% off your purchase of new Pure Leaf Blackberry Iced Tea. This episode is brought to you by Jiffy Lube. Cars can be a big investment, so it's important to take care of them. I once got a car that I started out with 25,000 miles on. I got it to over 200,000 miles because I took care of it. You know how you take care of a car? You take care of the maintenance, the oil, the brakes, all that stuff. And if you don't, you can have a car just completely fall apart. When your car needs maintenance, head to Jiffy Lube. They provide automotive excellence at speed. Get your oil changed, brakes checked, tons of other multi-care services. It's all done by expertly trained technicians who actually care about taking care of you and your car, Jiffy Lube, car more. To find coupons and start an instant online estimate, 
Visit JiffyLube.com. This episode is brought to you by State Farm. You might say all kinds of stuff when things go wrong, but these are the words you really need to remember. Like a good neighbor, State Farm is there. They've got options to fit your unique insurance needs, meaning you can talk to your agent to choose the coverage you need, have coverage options to protect the things you value most, file a claim right on the State Farm mobile app, and even reach a real person when you need to talk to someone. Like a good neighbor, State Farm is there. What is crazy to me in in all of this, before we move on to the social media fodder, is that we ultimately did get confirmation that Jin Shaw gave Heather Gay the black eye, which I think falls... Oh my in, gosh. Com- like, is just in the shadows of everything else that had happened. And I feel like it was something that we knew, but it still was shocking to me to hear her say, and the women seemed shocked to hear her say it too. Lisa's, Lisa's reaction. (laughs) Love her. (laughs) Love her. Keep her around But it didn't make sense. It didn't make sense to me. Like the transition from, yeah, it came out of nowhere. (laughs) Her screaming about, like, I don't know if she was trying to say like, you know, I've covered up for someone before. I'm not going to do it again. Like, you know, but Jen, it just, it was like, okay, you obviously wanted to reveal this in this moment. Mm -hmm. This is also something you practiced in the mirror, but it just didn't connect and land. So I still don't know for as hard as you went for her. Yes, on your book tour, you still wouldn't talk about it. Yes, at BravoCon, you still wouldn't talk about it. As hard as you went for Jen Shaw, why now? Like, it just didn't make sense. Um, I'm very curious. We know on the preview to the reunion that Andy asked her that. And I just, I'm very eager to hear. And we know that that has triggered Jen Shaw, who has is has also been speaking on social media. And this is where I will let you guys take over because I am so out of the, pi- like, not out of the picture. I'm so, like, out of... What is the word? I cannot loop. talk. Loop. Thank you. KT said, loop. <laughs> I'm not okay. I'm not well, guys. <laughs> I'm so out of the loop when it comes to what's happening on social. So please inform me, inform us all. Okay. Real so reaction from me here. We did have an earthquake. It was Earthquake Monica Garcia in Southern California. Devin Nuh-uh. confirmed. So I wasn't okay? crazy. Yeah, I was just like, why are the walls moving? Um, cash, very cash. So very, yeah. Uh, <laughs> but to to kind of put to bed the whole I, Jen Shaw of it all, she did go on social or someone of her elk went on social media and posted on her Instagram story. Bravo, if I punched Heather in the eye, you guys would have had footage of it to prove it. Which isn't true. (laughs) Which isn't true, which Andy went on his show and been like, not to be Captain Obvious, dumbass, but if we had footage, we would have shown it. Um, It's clear that the show can't live without me since I was brought up at the beginning, middle, and end of the season. Andy is still butthurt that I turned down his one-on-one interview. Why would you sit down with someone who, quote-unquote, gave another cast member a black eye next story? They Um, didn't know then! This is a very poor statement. It must have been given over a series of calls on the phone. We know that she is not allowed to post uh, from her current position. So she... Can you imagine the conversation that happened? Because not only would she have had to dictate this statement, someone had to tell her what happened 
on the show. Um, yeah. And, you know, we're 45 <laughs> minutes into a podcast just trying to talk about this. Like, <laughs> And her lawyer or some legal representative, whatever, said, if this is discussed on the reunion, there will be legal actions against Bravo, <laughs> Andy, NBCU, which... And Heather. I dare you. Enough. I dare you. Enough. Yes. So like, that's the Jin Shaw of it all. Um, but the stuff that went on I will say one of the best parts of this re- or finale was going on Twitter afterwards and it felt like it felt like the Super Bowl of everyone's talking about what just happened all the fan accounts like that my whole Twitter page was just fan accounts memes gifts insights it was so exciting and exhilarating to like be in a space of people online that felt the same like shock and excitement um but Monica immediately posted her Instagram, um, which I thought she looked fabulous in, with the newspaper. (laughs) Warming my hands on bridges I've burned. So yeah, she's fully owning the Gossip Girl angle. She's not, she's not backing down off of it. And I honestly think that's the only way you could go. I don't think she could cower and be like, I'm sorry, I I was wrong. Like, I think she has to lean in and, and own the villain card. I mean, I think that you could probably lean in without um, a professional photo shoot complete with a bedazzled <laughs> newspaper that says warming my hands on the bridges I've burned. But it's corny. You know, yeah, I don't, it's hard for me to tell at this moment if the way that she's leaning in, just giggling all the way, but also kind of acting like a victim if, like, this helps or hurts her cause to be on the next season. Because, you know, at BravoCon and before, there was, like, a ton of talk from uh, from the other women or hearing that the other women were saying, like, they would never film with her again. And then she started to be a fan favorite. And then this finale happened and people are following her back on Instagram. And it's like, there's definitely a world where she still ends up on the next season, but she is a liar. Like, she she's not just a liar. It also kind of sets a precedence for, like, this is a person who was on the other side, who was on a, who was a troll account for The Real Housewives and who worked to be cast and allegedly worked to infiltrate Jen Shaw's circle. And now we're hearing all these, like, so Rachel, there are some there are a lot of like voice memo clips. They in the, in her group text with the other co-runners of the Reality Vontis account, there are all these audio clips that are getting released. And Devin has said the group chat was prolific and it was. Like there are just like nonstop scri- and I'm like what kind of data do these people have that they just like still have all of this able to and like are were they don't voice memos disappear unless you, you save keep, them on you purpose? Can, yeah, yeah. Not on so. not on DMs. I mean, you can it, I think you it can, all looks you can, like there's a text. There's a thing unless you're using do, like, WhatsApp. Oh, okay. But well, they look, no, they it look it's like iMessage. It's They're iMessage. mostly on iMessage. And oh, so you have message. to keep they those saved them. They saved on them. purpose. <laughs> this is like when we were in our <laughs> It's really reminding me of in our emergency scan of all podcasts when we were like talking about, but when you record a FaceTime, it doesn't record audio. So was it just (laughs) silent masturbation? (laughs) Dead. Dead. And this is like, is it showing every time? Like Tanisha kept your audio message. And are you not wondering what for? But so all these audio messages are coming out and this video 
of Monica secretly filming her mother. Her mother is yelling at her, saying, like, basically, like, you're an actor, sis. Get with the program. You need to do better. You need to get screen time. Like, this is what this is. And it's very, like... Mommy dearest, like we're, you know, oh, like kind of rolling out her show pony. But we know that Monica recorded this video and then sent it apparently to Tanisha and maybe some other. So one of them released it. So there's just all this stuff coming out from every different angle. And sometimes it's from Monica, but it basically makes everyone look bad. What is Tanisha saying? So Tanisha's what denying Tanisha's <laughs> denying that she started the account because that's what Monica alleged in the finale was that Tanisha was a part of it that she was very much involved and Tanisha's denying any type of involvement. However, the text messages and screenshots that even the ones that she's sending kind of counter what well, den- yeah, I wouldn't it? say she's denying all involvement because in her Instagram live that she did like during and after the finale, she said basically that like she was involved in the beginning because she thought she was supporting her friends who had been like harmed and traumatized by this person. So I don't know that she was saying she was like posting on it, but she was saying she was and that and Heather said that too, like that she was there along the journey, along this reality Von T's journey. But like, why would Tanisha have started it? She didn't work for Jen Shaw. And like, they've all said that it started to expose Jen Shaw. So I also just don't know why she would be in, like, I, I, I don't trust. She I don't said trust. she was supporting her friends. She's yeah, the Heather I, I in this situation. I would support my friends in a different way. Um, I don't know. And then and the Heather involvement with it as well. Like, I don't, I don't know if Tanisha's still her hairdresser, but that wouldn't be my hairdresser anymore. Uh, because she, that... She's nobody's hairdresser anymore. <laughs> There's no way that after this, this day forward, Tanisha has lost all clients because you know people love to talk to their hairdressers. Yeah, she shouldn't have told. Like, she should not have told Heather. She because, has the most to lose because like, it really sounds like she had worked her way up in the Salt Lake City hairstyling community. And she probably, even if Monica had ultimately been exposed, like she may not have been. And now, yeah, you know what? Like, I think she it might was. be a cast member on season five of Salt Lake City. That's but what I, I. That's what I think it was. I think that, and I, you know, I'm getting up to date on the the social media back and forth. Um, but I think that she probably is jealous of the fact that Monica was able to penetrate into the Salt Lake City housewives circle. And so that's why she was like, well, let me tell you about this little Monica who's getting, becoming a fan favorite and is kicking with these very women that she was part of taking down or exposing or whatever it may be. And she probably thinks that this is her golden ticket to the land of Salt Lake City housewives. And it's not. I mean, I I, I think there's a possibility that Tanisha had an actual uh, crisis of conscience and there was some morality element to like, I just finally have to tell Heather the truth, but I am saying that she should not have. If you lie lie that big at all, you got to lie till the very end and Monica Fowler knows that. (laughs) (laughs) Um, Wait, so has Monica's mom, has Monica responded to the video that came out about her mom basically coaching her? Because even though it's her mom yelling at her what to do, it also sounds like Monica was doing those things. 
And she was basically like, you're not doing them well enough. She did. She said that she sent that video in private to friends and that she did apologize to her mom that it had been exposed, which is like a little bit LOL worthy considering the stuff that has been going down on social media between Monica and her mom. It's like, well, this is kind of the least of it from either of you. But I also have just no sympathy for her mother. So whatever. Yeah, I don't have sympathy Um, for her mother either. What? No, no. I mean, Jody, do you still stand by wanting a reality show with the mom and daughter? Oh, hell yeah. I mean, that is like, <laughs> that is, I mean, you're going to have to put it on TLC. We're going to need like some different <laughs> restrictions and like guardrails for what that show is. That's not a Bravo show, but that is like, that's like 90 day fiance level chaos. What is going down in that house or that work? And I mean, but it's still fascinating though, because from what we've seen of her mother, like, yeah, it's no wonder that Monica is like this. She is shaped by the environment that she grew up in. She was, in her eyes, deserted by her mother at points of her adolescence. It's like, it's so crazy that we've only had her for a season because there's so much there there, you know? Like, we've gotten a lot from her. We had more of her. She was just behind the scenes. We had her. We had, whether it was on social media or whether it was with Jen Shaw. Yeah, she's been laying that foundation Monica. for a long time. So, yeah. like, it's Same no wonder. Woman, new wig <laughs> at the end of the day. Okay, actually, Wait. calling that is the podcast name. It's Dibs. It's mine, Devin. I called it. <laughs> <laughs> Wait, what is, what is this new info that uh, producer Devin just put in here? What is this audio leak with this about... Monica Garcia talking about not Mary Cosby. It's just, it's like, it's nonstop this information coming out because it's so, it really is Gossip Girl-esque the way that all of this has been documented. So like, All of this stuff just keeps coming out. So, like, I got on Twitter very briefly this morning and the first thing I saw was this compilation of audio clips from them sending it back and forth in the text. And it's all Monica. And honestly, I'd have to give it another listen and you guys should listen to it too because it's chaotic. It's like, it's a bunch of stuff clipped together, but it's basically the first one is of her being like, it's kind of like, yeah, say something about it. I dare you. I'll expose that shit on reality. Von Teese, like the glee that she is taking in this role, it's like, even if she didn't, you know, call Heather Shrek on there, or she did, who who knows which posts she made or how it went down, you can hear in her voice, this is not the way that we talk about the housewives, you know? Like, this is not a pod, this is not a fan podcast. This is not a reporter. This is someone like Heather said, and she'd probably heard some of these voice clips, is whether it was happening on Reality Vontese or not, this is someone who is taking great joy and glee in like the pain and the downfall of these people. And it seems like beyond just Jen. Mm. I hope it was worth it for Monica. It I was. really do. It was. I hope. I, I hope honestly, it was worth it. I will say, you know, 
we I think we talked She's about She's already the cast social... in the Traders season four. Like she yeah, it was. So the growth <laughs> Sorry, Jill. I no, I heard the growth that she got on social after this finale was substantial. Like she got a lot of the women got more followers after the finale aired, but she got more than double of what I think Lisa Barlow, I think Lisa got 7,000 more followers. I think Monica got somewhere between 25,000 more followers at the night of the finale. So I think it's what, how many does she have right now? <laughs> I'm so sorry. I did my job. I just Chelsea and Rachel just watched me open Monica's Instagram and unhinge my jaw because 28 minutes ago, a video is was posted of her scrolling through mm, her text and showing all the times that Tanisha kept an audio oh, message. Yeah. Just like I was talking about. Chelsea already Kat, knew. Yeah. Chelsea so, already knew. Well, she Tanisha was like, I, have, I will have receipts. She's Read the, cap, the caption, Jody. Yes. I have seen the leaked voice memos. Yes. I knew they were coming. Heather tried playing them all at the reunion. Tanisha gave everything to her. As recently as this Sunday, Tanisha has been saving my voice notes to her phone. Yes. My ex-best friend took my random voice notes, texts, videos, everything, and is using them to get me fired and destroyed publicly. Imagine all the things you've ever done with your bestie or said to your bestie being exposed. I'm sure we've all sent stuff to our best friends we'd hope would never get out. To that I say, no, I haven't. There's almost nothing I've ever sent to my best friend that my best friend could send to my colleagues and get me fired. Like, actually, no, that is not how humanity works. I'm sorry. I love the delusion. Also, you exposed Tanisha first. You said, I mean, Heather brought it up, but Heather brought it up like, Listen, she felt bad, and so she told me everything. Um, it was Monica who was like, Tanisha started it. So how do you expect Tanisha? Tanisha knows you. As her friend, Tanisha know or your friend, Tanisha knows you. And she knew this day would come. And so she was prepared. And you can't be mad that, you know, she was playing a little bit of Tanisha has here. seen I mean, your chess. spirit. She has seen your soul. <laughs> and she has heard your audio messages. And she has kept them. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, keep them coming. Keep them coming. <laughs> oh, final thoughts as we close this out. And I say, you know, it's like, where do we go from here? Obviously to next Tuesday for part one of the season finale. I mean, I am so excited we're getting three parts. Is there anything else that, oh my gosh, that earthquake was 4.6. Oh, She's a powerful woman, that Monica. Wow. Um, anything anybody else wants to say or note before we come back? And I think we all should come back for next Tuesday, part one of that finale. I just briefly thought I was going to be on vacation, but I'm going to be back. <laughs> <laughs> now, okay. My, listen. I will be back. I will be tan. And I will be on my... After American Scandal, you deserve... Uh, which I'm we should going, say, like, huge success. Like, we posted it on social, but it jumped us as a Ringer Reality TV group to number one on Spotify, number one on Apple Music. Like, huge, huge congrats to you. Like, that's absolutely incredible. 
Well, thank and you. And well deserved. Thank you, Rachel. That is so kind. But I would like to say that is a that is a group effort. We've been working hard over here at Morally Corrupt. And it's a group effort with our audience as well. So might as well, you know, just end this wild part podcast with like an absolute heartfelt thank you to everyone who listened to that insane three-part series and reached out to me and told me how much they liked it. I, I super needed to hear it. It was... <laughs> It was it was a very it was it was the first thing I've ever done like that. It's the first narrative podcast I've ever made. It was hard and the fact that people enjoyed it like really meant the world to me and made made it worth like recording reels in my family's house on Christmas Eve and and shamefully posting them online. So I really appreciate it and we at Morley Corrupt really appreciate it cuz it was, you know, it was all a big deal for us. So Thanks to our listeners, we promise to never record any insane voice memos about you that you'll find ah. out about two years later. <laughs> <laughs> well, you're going to have to give the people what they want. They're going to want more. Salt Lake Cinti. Mon- say Monica. We're working on it. We're working on it. <laughs> it's in beta. <laughs> All right, guys. I hope you enjoyed this episode. We will see you again. Same time, same place next Friday. Have a safe weekend. Bye.